You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Well, Matt fellow adventurers... I am in the village of High Meadow, and it is time, well, firstly, let's visit Gagorak's Fountain of Fortune. Let's drink from this fountain, gain 1 SP for 24 hours, and Gagorak's Intrepid Fortune, which does something, has been added. And that's pretty nice. Especially considering it literally involves about three clicks. So, to, you might as well. Alright, now to, conf to do the thing I said yesterday. Orgo's trail. In the fading light of day, the collapsed outer wall of the ancient temple. Starkly silhouetted against the sky's endless grey. Is a solemn, haunting image. Alright, but why am I there? We'll find out. So it begins several minutes ago. The sorceress bent down and examined the blood covering the stones at the edge of the stony track. The thick, dark liquid oozed between pebbles and tufts of grass on the southward side of the path. The blood was still relatively fresh. Flesh. Fresh. She stood up and looked to the east, her narrowing eyes following the snaking trail as it wound its way up to the crumbling remains of a once formidable wall that crowned the hill's summit. Moving quietly along the track behind her, carefully making his own observations, was the sorceress's newfound companion, an unlikely and a most welcome. Nike a most woke madly in a biz 
Magnus that had recently taken several sharp unexpected turns. After a few moments, when the two of you were again abreast, Kurato turned, motioned along the path. Lo motioned along... <laughs> Turned and motions towards the end of a long and jagged toppled stone at the end at the end of the path. In the fading light of day, the collapsed outer wall of the ancient temple, starkly silhouetted against the sky's endless grey, was a solemn haunting images. He's come this far, I have to presume he's gone into the ruins. I wish we caught him at the crossroads. This now becomes a much more dangerous proposition. Corto glanced at the man at her side. It wasn't apparent whether she wished to simply gorge her companion's reaction to what she had just said, or she sought to gun a solid reassurance. Reassurance for the daunting task to which she just alluded. Before she could hope to discern any possible response, however, the sorceress turned her gaze back upon the wooings. If Urgo had gone into the temple, it was likely he was, by now, near to death. He, she grimly envisioned a goblin curled up in some dark hole, bleeding, frightened, but arrogantly defiant. The miserable creature would likely still be clutching his cruel knife, she reasoned, his bosy ha hands trembling as he waited for his chance. A single fleeting moment that would deliver to him even just a thin slope, thin sliver of hope for exacting his swift and brutal revenge. She suddenly, not for the last, first and last time, thank, thankful for the man standing aside, Kurtan could think of few things more dangerous and unpredictable than a wounded goblin and an assassin at that. And after again glancing at her companion, she could think no living soul with whom she'd rather face such peril. Both Coratel and her illustrious companion realised only too well that unless they found the goblin before dark, there would be little chance they would ever catch him, assuming he had found some way to overcome his wounds. Under the cover of night, Orgo would undoubtedly slip away to the wilds and vanish. Perhaps, however, taking me with the only known help of unlocking the lower levels of the labyrinth. With that sobering thought foremost in their minds, the sorceress and her companion continued up the steep track as it climbed to meet the shattered husk of the ruined temple. And now, as you climb the steep track leading up to Blacktor, the ruined temple of a long-forgotten faith, one of the many stru such structures that still exist across the vast breadth of the North Broadlands. You glance over at Corotel. The sorcerer's eyes are fixed straight ahead, scouring the rema crumbling remains of the temple's outer wall. Now, as a link for Black Tor, Black Tor is an ancient ruined temple. Located east of the village of High Meadow, in the Hart Hills of southwest Tulsa. Like many of the ancient temple ruins that lie spread across the breadth of the North Broadlands, little is known about its history, including who built the structure 
and what pulpit's purpose it ultimately served. Black Tor is said to contain a monument depicting a headless woman. This particular liturgy can also be found in several other ancient temples within the kingdom of Tysa. For the better part of the last two days, the two of you have been tracking the goblin assassin, assassin known as Ugro, through some of the harshest terrains to be found in this region of the kingdom. After a rendezvous with the goblin and his dozen followers in Southrod Glen, ended in a savage battle, a battle that nearly cost a wretched killer his life, Ugro took flight, slipping into the wilds, where no doubt he assumed he would easily shake your pursuit. Urgo was wounded severely during the battle at Southdor Glen. A pair of well-placed blows delivered by you in a devastating encounter to his attempt to slit your throat came very close to killing him as the goblin cohorts fled, leaving him bloodied and presumably at a mercy. Kurto intervened, threatening the sinister assassin with emoliation should he refuse to give up the location of a long-hidden lair. The information that has served as the catalyst for the dangerous rendezvous. When you and Coratel arrived in Southward Glen, eager to swap a substantial amount of gold for the location of the hidden lair, a series of ancient tunnels that supposedly hold the key needed to unlock the lower level of Wagner's Mad, you were not unexpectedly ambushed by by Uragel and a large group of some of his more detestable minions. In the immediate aftermath of the ambush, grievously wounded, but still utterly defiant, Ugro fled, and you gave chase. Standing before the crumbling outer wall of Blacktor, Coatel told you it would be best for the two of you to split up and search for the search the wounds for Ugro. She reminds you that without the location of the hidden lair, which Orgo can reveal, descending further into Wagner's labyrinth may not be possible. The lair to which the goblin can direct us contains the means to unlocking the lower level of the maze, she says. I dare not think that all our efforts to that end now hinge upon finding the murderous little wretch. But it seems they very well may. The sorcerers fall silent for a moment, as if suddenly lost in thought. Suddenly, she nods, as if having pulled a decision from amongst a tangle of conflicting thoughts. There is a statue in the northeast corner of the temple ground, she says. It is the statue of a headless woman. I've seen it before, Zoop. It may surprise you, but this won't be my first trip to Black Tor. Make for the statue as you conduct your search. Once you've reached it, turn around and make your way back here. I will meet you once I've completed my search. Kurato warns you not to underestimate the wounded goblin assassin. She tells you he may prove a far more dangerous foe in his desperate state. We cannot afford to tally. Tally, she says glancing nervously at the grimly silhouetted wounds that crown the hill's stony summit. If he's not dead when darkness falls, he'll slip into the night and will likely never see me again. Until one far-off day, we wake to find his blade at our throats. 
much prefer to deal with him here now. You wholeheartedly agree with her sobering assessment. Coratel meets you in a shoulder cross and then points to a wide breach in the crumbling outer wall of the ruined temple. That opening should provide you with the most direct path to the headless statue, she says. I'm off find my way in over to the west. Good luck, Soup, and stand your guard. I look forward to seeing you back here before nightfall, safe and sound. And we're able to treat our savage friend nicely. At least you've learned his little secret. Without another word, the sorceress turns and swiftly departs, moving west along the back of the stony hill, skirting the jagged wall of Black Tor. When at last Corotel wound the southwestern edge of the outer wall and is lost from sight, you promptly turn your full attention to the daunting task at hand, still nursing a deep bruise on your right side, a mark bestowed on you by one of Urgo's cohorts, a wild, scar-faced goblin who paid for the blow with his blood. You prepare to enter the ruins and begin your search. With any luck, either you or Koratel will come across, come upon Urgo somewhere in these ruins and be able to glean from him the location of the hidden tunnels, information he was supposed to have imparted to you back in South Drog Glen. For now, however, your immediate task is clear. Enter Black Tor and make your way to the statue of the Headless Woman, somewhere in the northeast section of the ruined temple. And watch your back as you go. You're standing on a grassy, boulder-strewn track. Track of sloping ground at the top of a wide, winding stony path. To the north, crowning the hill, is the eerie spectre of the ruined temple of, ba- of Black Tor. A crumbling outer wall still surrounds the temple grounds. Through sizable gaps now exist in the, form- in the once formidable barrier. It is here that you've agreed to meet up with Coratel. Once you've managed to complete your search for Orgtel by reaching the statue of the Headless Woman. Somewhere in the northeastern section of the ruins. So what if I wait here? You wait for quite some time at the edge of the border stone track, just outside. Just outside the crumbling war track. Black Tor, watchful for any sign of danger and any sign of your infamous companion. After a short while, having seen nothing stirring in me anywhere in the immediate vicinity, you decide to abandon your vigil and consider making your way back into the ruins. Yep, so nothing happens there, at least not yet. Head north and enter the ruins. After taking one last look around, you head north, stepping through a broad gap in the crumbling outer wall as you make your way into the ruins of Blacktor. Okay, this is a very large dungeon. You're standing just inside the southern edge of the grounds of the ruined temple. A narrow, meandering track strapes through a perilous maze of collapsed columns, heaps of rubble and ancient timbers, and the half-buried monuments of a vague long since relegated to the forgotten pages of history. To the south, a broad gap in Blacktor's crumbling outer wall provides a direct path out of the ruins. Hmm. 
Honestly, I'm sort of surprised the temple wasn't just quarried out over the centuries because that's pretty much what has happened to every to every substantial piece of stone of stonework that anyone assembles ever. Uh, unless someone specifically bans people from crawling it, and you know, enforces the ban pretty strictly, you have a, a, have a castle. People are going to tear it down and build their village. Hadrian's Wall. People tear it down, build a lot of villages. <laughs> well, not all of it because it's bloody huge, but huge swaths of Hadrian's Wall used to make villages. Bits of Roman temple. Find them in churches, which is, I guess, symbolic of something. Okay, so I'm in sort of the middle of the south part. I can go north too, and then there's a question mark to the east. A tall mound of debris, including the shattered remains of two toppled, toppled pillars, Rises up to a great height in this section of the ruined temple. Standing atop the massive pile, you can clearly see beyond the temple's crumbling outer wall, including the steep track you ascended to arrive at Black Tor. A large amount of blood covers some of the flatter stones at the top of the mile, leaving you to believe that Rogo spent at least a few minutes here, perhaps observing your approach. Alright, I'm on his trail. In the fading light of day, lengthening shadows, and the eerie silence that draped over the wounds of Black Tor. With your senses alert for the first signs of danger, you warily prowl the path that snakes through the crumbling remains of the ancient temple. Okay. Suddenly, a large splattering of blood covers the ground here. You lean down and examine the blood, and quickly determine it to be fresh. You're fairly certain the blood is that of Orgro, the goblin assassin you've traced into these ancient ruins. The amount of blood here, spilled here leads you to believe the wretched creature is likely very near to death. Spurred on by the gruesome but reassuring find, you promptly resume your trek along the path through the ruined temple grounds. Let's just hope he isn't dead before we get to him, because... He's got some. He's got a few things to tell us first. Then he can go to wherever it is that goblins go when they die. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a goblin theologist. I don't know that sort of stuff. Okay. A, suddenly, a deep rumble rises into the air, and the ground shakes. It's a tall pile of debris at the edge. Of the path suddenly collapses sending a deadly avalanche of stone and timbers surging towards you. So I could use fortification or escape, attempt to escape the deadly avalanche manually. Use fortification, of course. It succeeded. You channel your power fortification. Your adept use of your magical discipline of fortification once again serves to defend you from harm. Having survived the deadly avalanche of stone and timber without sustaining injury, you cautiously survey your surroundings. 
A quick search of the immediate area, including the heap of rubble from which the falling debris did originate, leads you to believe the avalanche was not a random event. You're certain that someone caused a deadly slide that came within a heartbeat of ending your life. As you stand in the centre of the path, your every sense alert for the first sign of impending danger, you're overcome by the eerie, unshakable feeling that you're being watched. Gradually, after nearly a minute, the feeling subsides, you decide to once again set off on your way, eager to complete your task and leave these wounds as quickly as possible. Alright, gonna make my way to the southwest. Suddenly, a large splattering of blood covers the ground here. You lean down and examine the blood, and quickly determine it to be fresh. You're certain the blood is that of Ogro, the goblin assassin you've traced into these ancient ruins. The amount of blood spilled here leads you to believe the wretched creature is very likely near to death. Spurred on by the gruesome but reassuring find, you promptly resume your trek along the path through the ruined temple grounds. Alright, moving along the south side. Uh, there's a lot to this temple. Okay, here's an alcove. Alcove on the south side. Piled behind a heap of shattered stone and splitted timbers, you discover a small collection of items. Alright, there's some loot. Some of it's pretty good. I'll sell it later. And four gold tokens. Be sure to ta you take everything you want before leaving. You will not have another chance to take these items. Confident you haven't overlooked anything, you quickly check your gear before once again setting off on your way. Okay, there's another alcove. And another pile of loot. Some of it's pretty good, I'll just take that to sell later. And 41 gold, 25 of which was was in... Was three was three trinkets that are worth that. Confident you haven't overlooked anything, you quickly check your gear for once again setting off on your way. Alright. Let's kick it going to the southwest corner where there is something. The very southwest corner. A towering statue of a plate-clad figure rises out of the heap of rubble here. The massive sculpture, its left arm raising a sword, and its right hand raising a, grasping a rusted iron lantern, appears to be staring towards the centre of the temple ruins. Can't do anything there yet, but maybe later. Okay, going to the western side. There's an alcove, and it's another pile of loot. Loot the loot. Sing the loot song, and play the loot song on my loot. Alright, going north a bit. Suddenly, a large splattering of blood covers the ground here. You lead down and examine the blood, and quickly determine it to be fresh. You're certain... The blood is that of Orgro, the goblin assassin you've chased into these ancient ruins. 
The amount of blood spilled here leaves you to believe the wretched creature is very likely near to death. Spurred on by the gruesome but reassuring find, you promptly resume your trek along the path through the ruined temple grounds. Alright. Piled behind a heap of shattered stone and splintered timbers, discover a small collection of items. Some more loot, just take some nice stuff. And also 13 gold, which for some reason doesn't weigh a thing, which is quite convenient because otherwise I'd never be able to move with 500,000 of this stuff. Alright, keep going north a bit more. There's another alcove with some more loot. Alright, maybe I should have cleared out my inventory first. Yeah. Okay, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll dump that scimitar and that flail. Okay, and 15 gold. Yeah, I'm, I'm overloaded now. All right, one more little alcove. All right, take a couple extra things and 29 gold. I'll be selling all of that. Once the adventure is over. Okay, so four alcoves in a row on the western side. This doesn't seem to be any random fights yet. A deep, suddenly, a deep rumble rises into the air and the ground shakes. As a tall pile of debris at the end of the path suddenly collapses. Sending a deadly avalanche of stone and timbers surging towards you. Fortification. It succeeded. You summon your power of fortification. Your adept use of your magical discipline of fortification has once again served to defend you. Having survived the deadly avalanche of stone and timber without sustaining injury, you cautiously survey your surroundings. A quick search of the immediate area, including a heap of rubble from which the falling debris originated, leads you to believe the avalanche was not a random event. You're certain that someone caused a deadly slide that came to within the heartbeat of ending your life. As you stand in the centre of the path, your every sense alert for the first sign of impending danger. You're overcome by the eerie, unshakable feeling that you're being watched. Gradually, after nearly a minute, the feeling subsides decide to once again set off on your way, eager to complete your task and leave these wounds as quickly as possible. Alright. Alright, just exploring around the southeasty bit. Suddenly, uh, oh, it's another splattering of blood. It's Orgo's blood. It's very likely near to death. Okay, sort of close to where we started. Fortification, another avalanche, block it with fortification. Yep, and of course, it was a trap. Okay, I've went just, I've went north of where we, just a bit north where we started. And there's a question mark in the middle of a corridor. What's happening here? A large scroll is engraved here. On an intact portion of the temple wall, 
cast scroll bears a curious verse. Let's look at this verse then. You carefully weed the verse carved into the surface of the scroll. By the light of the four shall darkest night be cast down. Alright, light of the four. Well, I did see one a statue with a lantern. But that makes light. Maybe that's one of them. Okay. Okay, here's an alcove. A stone disc, nearly six feet in diameter, rests on a circular iron base at the centre of this rubble-strewn dead end. An iron dial set into the middle of the disc to be turned to face one of eight symbols engraved around the edge. The eight symbols are a moon, a mountain, a star, a flame, a sword, a bird, a wolf, and a shield. The disc, the disc and its dial immediately conjure up vivid recollections of some of the sorts of things while you, things you discovered while exploring. Wackler's Labyrinth in Frogmore Forest. So I can turn it to any of the engravings, but I've no idea what to turn it to. So I'll just leave it for now. Okay, in the northeast part, the southeast side, here's something. It's another disc with the eight, with the eight symbols from before. So this one is pointing towards a wolf. I'll just leave it be. Okay, let's make my way to the southeast corner. There's an avalanche. Block it with fortification. Yep, and of course, someone's trying to kill me. What else is new? Nothing. That's not new at all. A towering statue of a plate-clad figure rises out of a heap of rubble here. The master sculptor is left arm raising a sword, and his right hand gasping a rusted iron lantern appears to be sentient, staring towards the centre of the temple ruins. Okay, I guess there's one of these statues in every corner of the ruins. Alright, okay, there's another alcove, just the west of the first disc we found, what's this? Okay, here's another, another one of those discs with the eight symbols, moon, mountain, star, flame, sword, bird, wolf, shield. It's currently pointing towards wolf, does it do anything? Maybe. And here's another one, it's pointing towards bird. Okay, wait a minute, what does that engraving say? Maybe that's a clue we need. Light of the four, no, no. No, not yet, not yet. Maybe somewhere else in this temple. I'm going west now. Here's another splattering of blood. Good sign, good sign. Just hope he's not completely wet out because we gotta catch him alive. Alright. Another splattering of blood. Another avalanche. And I block it with fortification. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I've gone a bit northwest of where we started, and there's an alcove to the north and to the east. Let's try the east first. 
square stone basin protrudes from the intact walls in this section of the ruined temple. Several engravings of a robed headless figure adorn, adorn its raised edge. Small bits of debris cover the bottom of the empty basin. Alright, and north. Yep, it's a, yeah, it's another it's another basin. It's empty. Well I I'm, probably won't stay that way though. A long engraved stone wall lies along the edge of the path in this section of the ruined temple. A shallow iron cup is affixed to the end of the stone wall. Immediately recognise the object to be some sort of ceremonial torch. Hmm. To light the floor, perhaps? Take the unlit torch. Believing the torch may prove to be of use, you decide to take it with you. It's a ceremonial stone torch. And there's an encumbrance of zero, which is usually a sign it's a very important item. Even though it should have some encumbrance, because... It weighs things, but that's just how it works. If something's important, it's weightless. A shallow iron cup is affixed to the end of this long, thin, engraved stone wad. The ornate instrument is obviously some sort of ceremonial torch. Okay, let's go to that another splattering of blood. Or what goes blood? Spurred on by the gruesome but reassuring find, you promptly resume your track along the path through the ruined temple grounds. Okay, how much blood could one goblin have? <laughs> Seriously, that's a lot of blood. A disturbing amount of blood. Okay, can I use the ceremonial stone torch? Yep, yeah, nope, nope. Probably gotta light it or something. Alright, going going near the western side, going up. Right, to the basins. Okay, now making my way to the northwestern part. Uh, okay, there's a little alcove near that. And there's more treasure. Yeah, I'm going to have to tidy things up so I can pick it up. Alright, what do I want to drop? I'll drop this padded cap. Need leather sleeves. Alright, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, I've got those two studded leather belts. Alright, now I can take the sturdy plate belt. Which will sell for more, probably. And nine gold to it. Alright. I can't, can't go back to the shops from here, so... Well, I can't really pick up anything else. Not without lots of messing about. Alright, the northwest corner. There's another one of those statues with the lantern and the sword. A lantern I shall have to light at some point. 
All right, another splattering of blood. Okay, I'm making my way to the northeast side. Another splattering of blood. Dude, he, he just gets all over the place. Alright. The end of an alcove. Oh, another. Oh, well, I can take this Ardivarian artifact anyway. Alright, I've taken all I want to take. Really should have sold all my loot before getting here, but oh well. Got more gold than I know what to do with anyway. Alright, picking a number. Bonus of 61. 41 from Feathery. 10 from Aura. 10 from Luck. Gotta get 75 or more, or presumably something bad will happen, like a trap or something. 106 success. 32 experience to Feathery. Your expert eye suddenly spots the telltale signs of a well-laid trap. The edge of the path, hidden behind a small pile of rubble, you discover a thin, sturdy length of wood bent into an arch. A dagger is attached to the end of a makeshift pole, ready to spring out and stab anyone unwary enough. En unwary enough to walk into the deadly snare. A torn piece of string traps trigger spans the path before you barely an inch above the ground you instantly recognize the work of a master trap player through little doubt the goblin assassin you've traced into these ruins has laid this snare in an attempt to put an untimely end to your dogged pursuit with relative ease you disarm the trap clearing the way for you to safely continue along the path the dagger that also serve as the deadly snare's payload is in good condition. You consider taking it before moving on. It's only common. It's a common dagger. Not going to take it. Just it's con I considered it, but ultimately decided no. All right, northeastern side. Oh, here's that trap check again. Sixty-nine failure. A sharp twang, followed immediately by a wash of air. Serves, serves your only warning. You've just sprung a deadly, well-concealed trap. Out of the corner of your eye, you catch sight of a dagger, affixed to the end of a thin length of wood, arcing towards your chest from the edge of the path. You instinctively hurl yourself forward, picking a number. Bonus of 40, 20 for agility, 10 from body, 10 from luck. Got to get 75 or more. Or get stabbed. Pick now. 51. Failure. <laughs> That's unlucky. The, the snare's deadly sharp payload slices into you, tearing a gruesome gash in your side and sending you sprawling onto the stony ground. 13 damage. Seriously wounded, but still alive, you painfully stagger to your feet and carefully examine the sprung trap. The dagger that was to serve... As the snare, snare's deadly payload is in good condition, you consider taking it before moving on. It's just another common dagger, and also it's got all—it's got my blood on it, so gross. Don't want it. Okay, so sort of in the northeasterny corner. Well, there's another splattering of blood. It's Urgo's, not mine. Not mine. Urgo's. Okay, 
Yeah, the northeast there's a little T junction, west. Oh yeah, more loot. More loot. Can't really do anything with it. Managed to pick up one piece, but yeah, no, I'm not even concerned about loot anymore. All right, 23 gold, and on the eastern side, more loot and 32 gold. Just, just gonna leave that loot there. Okay, picking a random number. It's a trap check again. 124 success, 32 experience to thievery. Your expert eye suddenly spots the sign, telltale signs of a well-laid trap. Yeah, it's it's the same trap that I disarmed one time and then caught me the next time. You disarm the trap, and I don't want the dagger. The dagger is just common rubbish. Okay. Okay, there's a little owl. Okay, in, sort of on the south part of the northeastern side. There's a lot. Oh, another large platform. Blub, there's an alcove going south. Between it, it sort of it's between where where two of the discs were. A massive iron bowl, pitted and rusted, rests on a block of stone at the centre of the small rubble filled courtyard. Four engraved flames adorn the front of the stone block. Ooh, flames. Those flames on those discs. Fortific is an avalanche. Block it with fortification. It is obviously Orgel. It's all Orgel. Huh. Yeah, I thought there'd be monsters or something, but has a splattering of blood. Okay, I'm, I'm sort of on the eastern bit now. The toppled, fragmented remains of a large stone idol lie heaped at the edge of the path here. Despite having shattered into many pieces, Grundevue might be able to reconstruct the ancient monument. Yeah, I guess I'll give it a go. You set about the exacting and arduous task of attempting to pierce together the shattered idol. Picking a number. Bonus of 70. 20 from Mind, 10 from Spirit, 20 from Arcania, and 20 from Law. Presumably those last two, two I used to have any clue what it's supposed to actually look like. Pick now. 119 success. 256 experience to General. That's a lot for solving a puzzle. A literal puzzle. After several failed attempts, you finally discover the necessary sequence by which to pierce together the shattered idol. You slide the last chunk of stone into place and step back to look at the restored idol in its entirety. The ancient monument, missing only, only a few of its many pieces, vaguely resembles a face divided down the middle. The left half of the face is twisted into a hideous scowl while the right side bears a solemn expression. Okay. Well, I didn't really do anything, but I got 256 experience. Okay, going down the eastern side. That trap check. Caught the trap. It's that, it's that trap that's going to sprung a dagger at me. 
but it doesn't anymore. Instead, I got 32 experience to thievery. And a common dagger, which I'm just going to leave there. You know, just push it, push it to the side, you know, so I don't step on it. Alright. And that ends in a little alcove. You step into a broad, debris-filled courtyard at the end of the narrow path. Your eyes are immediately drawn to an imposing statue standing at the far end of a wobble-strewn expanse. The towering, headless sculpture depicting a robed woman with her long arms outstretched to the east is an eerie sight in the deepening doom of gloom of dusk that now invades the ruins. You realise you've reached the spot spoken of by Kuratel. According to the plan, which you and the sorcerers agreed, you now have to turn back and head out of the ruins to rendezvous with her outside the temple. You've yet to lay your eyes upon Uruguay, although, although he may well have laid eyes on me. Suddenly, a low groan from the direction of the headless statue startles you, nearly causing your heart to skip a beat. You spin to look for the source of the unexpected sound, and your eyes immediately descend upon a sight that previously escaped your notice slumped up against the base of the massive statue. Partially concealed by a small heap of rubble is the bloodied, trembling body of a leather-clad goblin. You instantly recognise Ugro, the goblin assassin you and Gorto have pursuing since your... since the ill-fated rendezvous. In Southward Glen, the goblin, his scarred tunic coat with blo- soaked with blood, slowly raises his head and turns towards you. You cautiously move closer to him, wary for any sign of sudden movement of the notorious killer. Orgo, his limbs shaking violently, manages a weak grin. It's obvious that he's near to death. Kill me, or leave me to die in what small peace I may find here. He says, his manner of speech quite removed from that which you've come to expect from goblins at large. You recall having been taken aback by his verbal prowess at your first meeting. He was, after all, your sting. That is to be my undoing. Don't think I fault you for dealing me the blow. I would have fixed you in the same way had I struck first. Well done, in spite of all of what it has come to mean. You draw to within a few yards and will go and stop, unwilling to get too close to the goblin, lest he be attempting to lure you into striking distance. You've nothing to fear from me, he says, as if he senses your deliberate hesitation. Then I don't think you've ever had anything to fear from me. You are not, however, out of all danger. You best mind the one with whom you share your excursion. She's a true demon after all. I will turn on you at the end of whatever business finds you in her employ. Do not think for a moment she considers you anything but a convenient means to her end. 
known her long enough to know the blackness of that heart. Yeah, but you did try to kill me. Yeah, well, well, okay, yeah, she does have her own scheme, but I don't know. Do I trust her? Not completely, but a bit, a bit. Alas, sensing Urgo is no longer a threat, you step towards the dying goblin and ask what he means with regard to Cortel. Just trust what I've told you, he says. There are no less than four parties keen to acquire and make use of your cat talents. It's all to do with our rotten maze. I know this because I've been approached by three of those parties. He'd only imagine what role they sought me to assume in this business. Mine must be the last face you saw before your death. Through. Now, as we have it, the expected worlds have been reversed. It's after all, the way these sort of things often turn out. Okay, so four parties are engaged in the maze. Let's see. There's Yersin. Yersin wants me to get to the bottom of the maze. He's the one that commissioned me. There's Emlet Haler and the bunch at the Twisted Gates. They want me to get to the bottom of the maze. Woundskin is involved somehow. Some way, somehow, Woundskin is involved. Imagine probably Gnorus. Maybe that's it. Is that, is that the four parties? I guess there's Wackna himself. He's engaged in it. Hmm. We're realising Urko has just told you that he was hired to kill you at some point. He immediately asked him who it was that ultimately acquired his service. When it was, he was supposed to make an attempt on your life. The goblin... His limbs trembling violently, refuses to tell you who it was that feared him. He finally states that even facing imminent death, he will not reveal his paymaster. Okay, I guess that's a sword of honour. I've no doubt you'll find that bit out on your own, he says, his voice much weaker than it was even just a few moments ago. I've also no doubt you will then exact your revenge. As would be your right. Listen to me. Before it's too late. I'll tell you about the hidden lair. You came to me seeking in the glen. That was the bargain I made with the sorceress. And despite all this. I will see that my end is upheld. Okay. I guess. Is it a, a, a separate bargain? Uh, you made a bargain with Cortel to tell me where the lair is, and then a bargain with someone else to kill me. I guess he thought, hey, I can get paid twice. <laughs> Instead, he got himself killed. Well, that's what you get.
That's what you get for being greedy and murderous. In his ever-weakening voice, Goruto reveals to you the location of the long-hidden tunnels. The information you and Koratel had sought from him back in South Torklen. Much your surprise, the location he describes is in, Heart, in the Heart Hills, only a few miles south from the village of High Meadow. Meadow. You commit your, to your memory the location or go details. Did the sorceress tell you to find this statue? Ergo asks his odd question, catching off guard. It is no coincidence that I ended up here. I am well versed in the lore of this world. This isn't the first time I've been to Black Tor. Today, however, I've made a point of avoiding this place. Even today, I have not turned my eyes upon that statue. You see, Zoop, by looking upon the headless lady, you unleash a, you unleash the curse. Deepening sense of despair creeps over you as Orogo explains. You are now likely trapped in the ruins, held prisoner by the ancient curse of Blacksaw, a curse Nongapo laid on this temple by its keepers before they forever abandoned this fortified post of their fallen face. When Black Tor fell to its enemies, says Orko, those who managed to escape with their lives enacted the curse they had created to protect the temple and its secrets. Anyone gazing upon the statue of their headless lady would raise the dead buried in the catacombs beneath the temple, and the dead would slay the defilers. We, Zoop, are the defilers, and you may be certain the dead have risen. Perhaps now you'll find it curious that your supposed ally would send you in search of this statue, the very catalyst of the curse. Your mind races as your thoughts churn over a thousand dark and unsettling possibilities. While you have no reason to trust anything the dying goblin assassin has told you, his words fill you with a profound sense of dread. Orogo's trembling limbs suddenly become still, and a thin stream of blood trickles from the corner of his mouth. He looks upon you as he slowly and unsteadily rises to his feet. Kill me, he says, taking a position in front of you, his arms spread wide. Urgo repeats his request, swallowing hard as the stream of blood streaking from the corner of his mouth thi thickens. Kill me, Zoop, here and now. Or I will go and find death on my own. I doubt it will prove difficult to do so. If you vary your life, you will end mine now and find your way out of these ruins before Black Jaw's risen dead find you. Kill me! The goblin, his arms stretched wide, closes his eyes. His entire body trembles as he waits to receive a killing blow. Oh 
Okay, this is a hand of fate decision. It inexplicably you feel your destiny may in some way be linked to the choice you're about to make. So this is an important decision. It will affect things in the future in some way. Somehow. Kill or grow... Sorry, do I kill him or not? Hmm. I mean, if I don't kill him, he'll die anyway, so... Uh... Well, he, he asked. He asked nicely, so I guess I have to. Kill or go as he is requesting. With your heart pounding, you deliver or go a single decisive blow. The goblin assassin slumps to the ground dead. Despite his fearsome, murderous legacy, the moments directly following the golden assassin's death are solemn. A strange mix of relief and sadness washes over you as you stare down at the lifeless, bloodied body of Ugro. In an inexplicable way, as if the old ways of the world have forcedly retreated in the face of the new, as if a long-standing epoch has finally passed, never to be recalled. You stand silently over Ugro's body for nearly a minute, before promptly resolving to set off and make your way out, out of the ruins. Before moving away, you make a make a, a thorough search of Orgo's body. You search, you search turns up only his two weapons, a dagger and a short sword. They're both unmatched quality, so they'll sell for a pretty penny. So I'll just make some room for them and I have there oh no not, not quite enough okay let's get rid of something else uh, this battle axe alright yeah I'll sell those later I definitely should remember that in a small bag attached to his fraying rope belt you discover a large quantity of gold on his left hand, you find a charred wooden wing. Believing the wing may have, must have some valuable importance, you immediately take possession of it. It's an unidentified charred wooden wing. Let's have a look at it. You took this charred wooden wing off the finger of Urugwa. The goblin, the goblin assassin, whose life of cruel malice came to an end within the within the ruins of the ancient temple of, of Blacktor. So I'll have to try to remember to identify that when we get to a safe place. At last, certainly you haven't missed anything. You step away from Orgo's body and once again prepare to set off, eager to find your way out of these ruins. Okay, headless statue, which just cursed me, and Oracle, he's dead now. Alright, heading back east. Suddenly, you instinctively fall back and draw yourself into a defensive stance as a group of staggering figures suddenly lurch into view along the path ahead. Your pulse quickens as you identify the ragged, decaying members of the encroaching band as undead. 
with no way to flee from the gruesome wizard horde. You boldly hold your ground and prepare for combat. The first of the undead, a rotting corpse clad in red and black robes, moves out of the gloom and attacks, its eerie moans echoing through the surrounding ruins. Okay, it looks like this is a scale combat, so it's time for Tiara's staff. Begin combat with the wizard acolyte. Yep, yep, it's a scaled, scaled undead, a gruesome undead. Foe moans loudly as it viciously attacks you. And is slain. 24 XP. You step back from the moving remains of your fallen foe and exhale sharply as you quickly wipe away the sweat and grime streaking down your brow. With grim determination, you steel yourself to face the next undead menace. The next of the undead, a decaying corpse outfitted in chainmail, moves up and attacks, moaning loudly as it swipes you as a wizened warrior. Moans, gruesome undead foe, moans loudly as it viciously attacks you. Jero's staff helps out. It is slain. 24 XP. You step back from the moving remains of your fallen foe and exhale sharply as you quickly wipe away the sweat and grime streaking down your brow. With grim determination, you steal yourself to face the next undead menace. The next of the undead, a staggering corpse clad in splint mail, moves up and attacks, moaning loudly as it swipes you as a wizened temple guardian. Groans loudly as it viciously attacks you. Do, 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 do. It is slain. 24 XP. And here comes the next one. It's outfit, yeah. Outfitted chainmail. It's a wizard warrior. There's a bit there's a bit of randomization in the names. But they're, they're essentially the same thing. 24 XP. Here's a wizard priest. A festering corpse clad in silver and black robes moves up and attacks, moaning loud as it swipes out of you. Okay, that was a 12 plus, but thanks to your staff, it's the much easier 8 plus. And it is slain, 24 XP. With grim determination, you steal yourself to face the next undead menace. A wizen. Is it clad in gold and black robes? It's a wizened high priest. Oh dear, that's not a good thing at all. I mean, regular priests are bad enough, but high priests? 24 XP. The last of the undead for corpses. It's a wizened warrior. It's in chainmail. Okay. And it is slain. 24 XP for that. And then... 224 experience for to general for slaying them all. Ah, so 32 experience for each of them. With the last of the gruesome undead lying in pieces at your feet, you step back and breathe a sigh of relief. Nothing else stirs in the immediate vicinity. To quickly checking over your gear, you once again prepare to set off on your way. Okay. So Urugo was right about the curse. And now I've got approximately 15 gazillion undead trying to get me. 
and presumably I'm locked in this temple somehow. And that puzzle that has been previously being hinted at, I'm probably going to have to solve that. But it's going to take a long time to get out of this temple. So that will be for next time. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.